Cold Stove Podcast back in your eardrums on a lovely Tuesday afternoon. I am live from Austin, Texas. NRD in the building with me. Not exactly, but with me from Parts Unknown. NRD, what's going on with you, man? How have you been? Been good, man. Excited to get back in the saddle. Parts Unknown. Weather's looking nice. Ooh, it's looking okay. real nice. Okay. Parts Unknown. Golf game starting up again, so oh, it's a good time another, of year. Man, we're teasing locations left and right. We are eventually. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not too hard for some people to figure it out by now, but parts unknown is nice. Playoffs are starting. It's a good time of year. It's a good it time is. of year to be NRD. It's a good time of year to be the Cold Stove Podcast. It really is. And you know what's fun about this year is like finally the wild card means something. Doesn't it felt like the last couple of years races have more been in like first and second versus a wild card spot? Like teams missing the playoffs. Same thing with the NBA this year. It feels like. Finally, whereas baseball and football always have these like still in the hunt graphics, by the end of March, hockey feels decided, if not mid-March. In the case of the East last year, like mid-January. Um, so it's fun to have something undecided, I guess. Do you, you feel me on that? Yeah. Listen, it's the first time, and the playoff format shit, and we know that, but at the same time, it's you know, doing what it's intended this year, we have some wild card races both in the East and the West. And honestly, only one playoff matchups decided with less than two games to go in the regular season, which is awesome. I, I think that's great. Now, the one that is decided, I wish wasn't. I'm kind of bored of Tampa and Toronto because Tampa's going to win in six. I can Ooh. call that right now. Ooh. But okay. you know, it's it's fun that there's a little bit of variation in the Metro. It could be Rangers, Canes, Rangers, Devils, Devils, Canes. Doesn't matter how it shakes out. So. This is a fun, fun time of year, and I'm enjoying the playoff races in both the East and the West. Let's talk the East then. We still have four teams, um, I guess eligible is a word. Uh, you could also say alive. Barely hanging on, perhaps on life support. But the fourth team in the East, NRD, it is April 11th, mid-April by all accounts, and the Buffalo Sabres are alive in the playoff race. Who would have thought? Uh, you would have. I don't know. I I mean, I, I think I said upper 80s points and missed playoffs, and that's honestly where we're at already. And they have three games left. So like there, there's a there's an absolute, like Columbus, pencil that in as a win, even though that's very dangerous. You have New Jersey tonight. And uh, who do they play Thursday? Um, Ottawa. I mean, New Jersey is a tough team, but that's those are three winnable games. And if you do that and you get some help, and they make the playoffs, I will. I don't even know what I do. NRD. I I would be the happiest person in the world. Jump through the table. I I don't know what I would do. I, I haven't even I haven't even thought about this as a potential possibility. Now. They need a lot of help. They need Pittsburgh to to kind of fall on their face, and they need the Islanders to fall on their face, and they need Florida to fall on their face. But they're still alive, and they cannot be eliminated if they win tonight. Like we're we're coming down to the last part. Like I, I'm sorry for being a homer here, on uh, but we're not journalists. We can root for teams, but is it, it's it's exciting, right? Now. In the grander scheme of things, like let's talk that that's great that they're in the race, but it's fun how they're doing it. Devin Levi, since we last spoke, is now a Buffalo Saber. 
after Northeastern has bounced in the tournament. They did, you know, congrats to Quinnipiac. We'll talk about them later. But he comes in and provides this spark to this team. Tage Thompson, he's banged up. He's playing hurt, but he's healthy enough. Casey Middlestad playing for like his contractual life, more or yeah. less. Like, is he going to be a part of this team? Right now, he looks like it, but for half the year, no, I don't know. He's not the most talented skater of all time. That's for sure. He's got hands. Man, can he Kids finish. got hands. You see his uh, shootout goal last night? Kids got Ooh, hands. Oh, boy. Also, shouts to Owen Power, defenseman, rookie defenseman in the shootout with a beautiful just hesitation. Kind of like hesitated so long that Shesterkin didn't know what to do. Froze him. Froze him, and then pow. Love side. So it's fun to have a team playing the way they're playing and in the mix. Now, that being said, let me ask you this. So I'll get off my, my Sabres step stool here, if you will. Of those four teams, who makes it and who, who ends up being very dangerous? Because I, my answer would be Pittsburgh and the Islanders. I think those are the two most dangerous teams because the Islanders play that style. You, you know, if you get down a goal against the Islanders, you better watch out. Now, can they score the goal is the question with them. Pittsburgh is just loaded with too many veterans. And so once you get to the playoffs and, and nothing else, you know, every, so what, what do they call it? Set the records back to zero. Throw the record books out. Clean the slate. Yep, throw out the record books. Clean, clean the slate. You get Pittsburgh in a clean slate environment, the look out. Look out. Because that building shows up, obviously. Same thing with the Islanders. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know who is most dangerous. But let me let me turn the the conversation over to you. Who, who do you like out of the East, wild card wise, and why? Listen, the Islanders are not going to make the playoffs. I just can they beat Montreal? Absolutely. Montreal is not a great club. Mm-hmm. They have some young players. You never know what could happen, right? Because to this point that I'm trying to make, everybody thought the Islanders were going to run over Washington last night without Ovechkin, without a lot of their top players, and they didn't. The Capitals put up two in the first. 40 seconds it felt like and ran him out of the building in Washington. So the way the East sits right now, and I pulled it up in front of me because while I'm not a capital J journal, gotta have, gotta have the facts straight. Gotta right? get the facts I am, straight. I am the, the guy. Straight. I am the people's insider. I have to make sure I know what I'm talking about before I say it. The Islanders of Florida are sitting both at 81 games. Florida, I think is in, I, I think Florida's safe right now. They're in the catbird seat. They're in that first wild card spot. They're a point up on the Islanders, two points up on Pittsburgh. But they play Carolina. And that's my only reason I'm not penciling them in. Because if they lose Mm -hmm. and the Islanders and Pittsburgh win out, Panthers are done. And the Islanders have a game against Montreal. And Pittsburgh plays the Blackhawks tonight and the Blue Jays on Thursday. So, like, you say they're in the Catbird seat, and I say... Not so fast, my friend. This game means something to Carolina, too. So you're right. You caught me. Now I still think Florida's going to win this game. But this game this game means something to Carolina now, too, after Which losing gives to me Ottawa. almost more confidence. You know what I mean? Because if, if Carolina's playing for nothing, yeah. they're they're kind of, well, whatever. We're going to rest a guy or two or start a backup goal. You've already, you know, that kind of thing. But this game means something. It means a lot, arguably. It means a lot to all three teams in the Metropolitan, and I'm looking at it right now. I mean, Carolina, who's in first place right now, and the Rangers, who are in third place, mm-hmm. are separated by two points Yeah, with New Jersey in between them. 107 with the Rangers, 108 with New Jersey, 109 with Carolina. Any sort of combination could happen. Now, the Rangers only have one game remaining compared to New Jersey and Carolina's two, 
But Buffalo's playing for a lot. Buffalo comes in and beats that New Jersey Devils team. Now what we're looking at, we're looking at maybe the Rangers jumping New Jersey, getting home ice advantage, or going even to first place in division and matching up against the Islanders or the Penguins again in the first round as the winner of that division. So there's a lot on the line, the Metro. So you're right. I, I maybe a little ahead of myself, put the cart before the horse. Is that the saying, Brett? Yeah, but but the then, then again, if they win their if they win their game, right, their the path is is immediate. Their magic number is like one, Boom. right? They just right. need to win and they're in. I don't think the Islanders are gonna win. I think the Islanders disappointed me last night. Mm. I think that was their game. They were only kept alive really by in all irony, John Tavares scoring an overtime goal against Florida. That could have been the nail in their coffin, but Captain JT comes back to save the Islanders, the snake in the grass. And then there's Buffalo, like you said, which Buffalo, if you can get past New Jersey, now you're going to need help, right? But if you can get past New Jersey, smooth sailing ahead. Florida might win. I think the battle's for that second wild card spot. I think the Islanders lose against Montreal. And then you're basically staring down Pittsburgh and Buffalo. I know Buffalo... Unfortunately, it doesn't matter really what they do because they can go one out and not necessarily get in. Correct. Because yeah. their tragic their tragic numbers less than the wins or however that works out. Which is but, a, which is a problem. And then you look back at everybody does it, but you look back at those that ten game losing streak this year. Mm-hmm. You look back, it's just a, a, an over an overtime that went to a shootout that that they don't pick up that other point that is now huge, right? Like the, I hate doing that because you could say that about literally every team in every scenario. But man, are there a couple you're just like you had a three goal lead, I, I think it was Columbus, in the third period, and come back and lose that game. Like that's the type of stuff that if you just had two more points today, you control your own destiny. Now you don't, and that is like sickening. I'm sure it is to the players too, but they're getting experience in something that they maybe weren't expecting. Maybe the maybe the locker room was. Maybe Granado was. Mm-hmm. But you're building this team for the future at this point. And this experience is vital. These games are playoff games. And now you have a goalie. Like, have a goalie. He's playing tonight hey, again. I mean, they're goalie. running him, they're running him back to back. Did you see in the shootout last night, he had Panarin flummoxed. He had guys like, what the fuck is this kid doing? He almost does a sh- it's it's he's so he's like a squirrel. In- I think he got away with a trip on Capo Caco. Just gonna put that out there. Yeah, what's the rule there? If he Capo Caco should uh, re re go, I guess it's like the goal doesn't count. the The goal doesn't not count, but it's like a redo. It's a redo. I thought I thought he got away with one, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think they they, they they probably thought it was incidental because he was going for the puck, and yeah, if you get puck first, yeah. No, I get it. Listen, I'm kind of saying that cheek and tongue, um, tongue cheek and cheek. Tongue, I, I like say. that. Fucking a. Um, maybe, maybe we got to do these a little bit more often. I'll get back in my groove. Um, tongue in cheek. But to answer your question, very long-winded answer of your question, I think it's Florida and Pittsburgh who are in the playoffs. I'm sorry, Buffalo. I want them to be in the playoffs. Maybe second most to you right wow. now. I think they'd be a lot of – they'd be very exciting. It'd be a lot of fun to watch them. I just think that, like you pointed out, those games earlier in the season are going to come back to haunt them. They're a little bit on the outside, need too much help. I think it's Florida and Pittsburgh in. I think the Islanders and Buffalo are hitting the golf course a little early. Yeah, and what would what would be the worst thing about that for the Sabres is would they not be like the hottest team in the league preseason next year? Everybody like they would be everybody's pick. They'd be the, the Ottawa Senators of this year, exactly. And then you have expectations. Then you then you start reading your own press clippings like, 
oh look out here come the sabers this t is this is their year they got this they got that and that would be like terrifying to me especially if they kind of roll out the same thing maybe they replace uh uh victor olafson with a yuri kulik or, or a matt savoy we'll see what happens with their prospect but i i know it's gonna happen and now i'm just now now i almost i almost like we need them to make it this year or else they're gonna have too high of expectations next year and i'm nervous about that i i've never have never had that in the in the however long it's been since the briere years it's like the expectations on a, on a hockey team i can't even imagine that but you know what i have expectations for my bird dogs this summer nrd oh bird dogs new sponsor alert on the cold stove podcast insanely comfortable insanely stylish insanely versatile bird dodge is here for anything i want to do and everything i want to do from the golf course to the discotheca to the patio bar you name it bird dodge is there for me in some iteration or another i just got their joggers recently nrd familiar with these things joggers are taking over the world by the way just kind of across the board. they are phenomenal and the bird dodge joggers are form-fitting, to put it lightly, stylish, and you can kind of dress them up or down, depending on what you need. I actually golfed in them the other day. You know how joggers are kind of getting on the golf course now? It's a, I Listen, I don't think you should be wearing any other pants but joggers for the golf course. Right. They're kind of like, like men's fashion was, what was the yoga pants? Like a 20... 10 invention or so like post juicy couture yes they went from like the sweat pant to the yoga pant correct men's men's fashion has gone in in much the same except it was just like 10 years later the jogger coming on the scene has and like the elevated casual jogger has Mm -hmm. reinvigorated and re-energized my entire wardrobe i'm like i never used to be the casual like comfy work clothes guy but now I am, thanks to my bird dodge shorts or my bird dodge joggers. Excuse me. I got on the shorts right now. Do you really? There's a little Freudian slip. I do. I have my Billy Buds uh, bird dodge shorts on Look right at that. now. Look at that. Bird dodge are just they they have the liner if you want it. They don't have the liner if you don't want it. You do whatever you want with them. I jump in the in the lake with them. Use them as a with as the, a with, uh, with the joggers. Uh, not with the joggers. With the shorts though. <laughs> I know. <Just laughs> I have the Wayne Wayne your toes. The Wayne Regretskis at home as well. So anyway, if you want something, a good pair of pants, a great pair of shorts, and an excellent pair of joggers, check a look at Bird Dogs, birddodge.com. Hop in, see what they got. There's something for everybody in there. Because there's something for me, there's something for NRD, there's something for you. Here's the deal. Go to enter promo code STOVE at checkout at birddodge.com for a free Yeti-style tumbler with every order. It's a metal thermos that keeps your drinks hot or cold. And Yeti sells them for like $40, but you can get yours for free. Birddodge.com, promo code STOVE at checkout. Um, we talked about the East NRD. Anything in the West intrigue you? Yeah, Calgary sucks. How Fired about that? Daryl Sutter. I just, you know what? You know why I don't? I feel like this is a very, a very me monologue heavy episode. But I got it. I'm, I'm going to stand up for Calgary. You're not you're you're without Shillington this year. You're without Kachuk. 
because of a trade. You're without Johnny Goudreau. You're without, uh, what's his face? Gabranson. Like, you're without a lot of guys, so I'm going to stand up for Sutter. I'm going to fire Tree Living. How about that compromise? Uh, I don't like it. Ooh, okay. I Listen, they. we've talked about this going back to the offseason. If you told me that you're going to give up, what was it, Matty Kachuk and who was the other guy in that trade? Brandon Montour? No. Uh, who was the other guy in that trade? Weeger, right? Mackenzie Weeger. Yeah. No, well, we, uh, excuse me. Weeger is uh, he's on the team now. That was that was what the trade was for, which I actually – Oh, it was – I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. What's his face? You're giving up Kachuk. You're getting in Huberdeau and Weeger. Yeah. Like, you can't really do better than that when you're trading an elite player. Usually, it's a collection of picks and prospects. They brought in a stud. Huberto's a great player. Is he a 100-point player? No. I think that what the Panthers were able to do last season, not this one that we're currently in, was produce at a ridiculous clip. Barkoff had a career year. Jonathan Huberto clearly had a career year. I don't think he ever comes close to that again. But he's a great player. You bring in Uyghur. You bring in Huberto. Replace Matty Kachuk. You bring in Nazem Kadri, right? Who Another guy who I don't think he's ever going to come close to the career year he had in Colorado. But he's really also solid. Signed, he's signed for fucking ever, too. He's signed forever, but he's there, right? Like, you have a team built to win. It's not like everybody became, you know, it's not like Jacob Markstrom became a sieve overnight. It's not like these guys became traffic cones overnight. There's something lacking in that motivation department and that locker room in Calgary. And maybe it's just being in Calgary itself. There you go. There's a shot at the, uh, the Saddle Dome. Ouch. Um, what is it, Scotiabank Saddle Dome? Right? Yeah, they need a new ring. They need a new barn. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but I lend credence to it being more of a motivation thing or a locker room thing than I do the skill level and the talent of the roster, right? Because any if, if I told you that you're getting rid of Matthew Kachuk, right? Like you would expect picks, prospects, maybe a down year, maybe rebuilding year. They did the best they could in the return. They got back good hockey players mm-hmm. and they still fell short. I don't know. I just think it lends credence to more of a Daryl Sutter thing, more of a, you know, usage of player personnel kind of thing, like Nick Ritchie in the shootout last night, or Brett Ritchie, one of the brothers, um, who I think is like 0 for 5 in his career in shootouts, but he scored on Saros that one time. So Sutter was like, yeah, let me put him in the shootout here with the season on the line. I think it's a Daryl Sutter thing. We've seen him, you know, Jacob Peltier. Remember the incident with Jacob Peltier earlier in the season? Sure. Where Sutter was like, I don't even know fucking number or name like yeah. i just had him out there because basically i was told to put him out there i just think he's going stale um and he looks too much like waldorf and and statler the muppets that sit in the, the booth you know yep. what i'm talking about yeah yep. and i just think he's stale and old and i think it'd be a great fit for him i think they should put him in the balcony on tnt and just let him chirp down at all the youngins there you go. out there because i think his time as a coach is up in the national hockey league Damn, I, I came into this podcast expecting to talk playoffs, and NRD just eviscerated Daryl Sutter. Time to go back to the cottage, old man. Is he's Boom, mic Mike, drop. Mike drop. I think I'll take it the other direction and say, I just think it sort of bolsters a Matthew Kachuk like heart candidacy because you realize how integral to a team he is from an offensive explosiveness standpoint, from like a pest uh like fuck you standpoint he he increasingly has become a guy i'm like that is a guy you build your team around now there's going to be some headaches and, and nights where fists are flying because of a guy like him 
but do you not like the kind of you know i'm never going to be a jam and a jam guy right like the the mm-hmm. reve wants uh, andrew peters and craig reve shouts to after the whistle they want three lines of you know shit down de- your throat defense somebody first in the boards. Hockey, yeah yeah to say it to say it one way but i love the idea of building around a kachuk because you do want some sort of that that toughness that grit all the while being extremely 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 offensively talented so i think i think calgary this year shows you why kachuk deserves heart praise He's not going to get it because Connor McDavid is the second coming, literally, of McJesus this year. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about how I think the Oilers are my favorite team to win the Stanley Cup right now. Here we go again. Ooh, oh, boy. shit. Here we go again. Ooh, that boy. meme. Yep. Bringing that one back. Um, but you got to look at Kachuk as a player. And, and I know they might not even make the playoffs, but man, is that dude integral to any success that team has. If that team was was the Florida of last year, points-wise, and Kachuk's on the team, which mm-hmm. also is, is a case for Jonathan Huberto, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, both the, the Canuck, or excuse me, the Flames and the Panthers are not where they were last year. Probably a lot because they are missing that their their best piece, right? Kachuk so, was a perfect fit for that Calgary team. Jonathan mm-hmm. Huberto was a perfect fit for that Florida team. When you flop, when you trade places, when you do a little wife swap slash teammate swap slash forward swap, mm-hmm. that's what you get. That's what you get. And here we are. But, but still, fan, fantastic players, and it's going to be fun to see how they progress with those teams. Anyway, the West now is down. Uh, Calgary. Nashville still in the mix, albeit hanging on by a thread. Um, and Winnipeg sort of has that spot in a good place. We'll call it, we'll, we'll call it that. Seattle makes the playoffs for the first time. Do you like anything about that team, or is that sort of just a, a feel-good story to you? It's cool, man. I think they're the most improved expansion team. Yeah, I, I would think coach of the year, if if not for the Bruins and the uh, the Devils and the Kings, like that kind of stuff, he has to be in the conversation in Seattle. Yeah, Dave Haxel did a great job with that club. Got the most out of Matty Beniers, who's going to walk away with the Calder Trophy. Oh, yeah. um, deserves it hell of a player hell of a year and that's a team where like think about it. not not crazy turmoil not a lot of trials and tribulations but that's the team that drafted Shane Wright don't forget that they have Shane Wright waiting in the wings and I think that's scary because if Shane Wright wants to from what I've heard this is what I've heard and I'm sure he's a lovely kid but if he wants to stop being a little bit of a jerk off at times and wants to start playing hockey I think that team's going to be extremely dangerous with Shane right up the middle. No doubt. No doubt. Don't they have uh who they draft last year? Shane Wright. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm 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 thinking Cooley for a second. I can't wait to see that kid in the league too. He's in the desert. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Shane Wright uh all accounts incredibly talented but like you said has some uh maybe not off the ice is the right word, but just some motivation to work on, work through perhaps. Seems like a kid who dominated for a long time. That uh, exceptional status. That was throwing the throwing the deep, a, yeah, throwing in the deep end a little bit. Comes with a little, uh, little, not arrogance, arrogance, cockiness, yeah, whatever you want to call it. I think I could go there with it. Yeah, let's go there. Who's the most dangerous team of the six that are kind of locked and loaded in here? In the Western Conference. In the Western Conference. 
The Edmonton Oilers. I yeah. don't disagree with you. Like they're, they're the deadliest team because they have a guy who was already the greatest player of this generation, maybe of all time. And then somehow he's playing better. Like, I just, I don't know how you fathom that. Mm-hmm. Like he has single-handedly carried this club mm-hmm. to the playoffs. Cause it's not a fantastic team. It's a solid team, but he's single-handedly gotten the most out of Ryan Nugent Hopkins in what he's like 30 years old. Now it feels like R and H breakout, whatever, what's the, the breakout trophy award winner this year. Comeback, breakout, Come, comeback, breakout, like finally, yeah. the, the final yeah. award. He's <laughs> to R&H, so like he gets the most out of the players he's playing with, and he's done that every year. He's dragged that team on his shoulders to the playoffs every single season, and somehow he's even better this year. So I can't argue with them being the deadliest team. I think if you're a team like Vegas, I don't think you want to see Edmonton. Not with their gold, not with their goaltending situation right now. Mm-hmm. Not with, you know, the uncertainty with, you know, Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson and Laurent Bossois in the net there. Like Edmonton can beat up on a lot of teams in the Western Conference. Sure. Pretty much all of them. Maybe Colorado. Colorado and Edmonton would be a great matchup again this year because I think Colorado's a little weaker than where they were going into the playoffs last year. Edmonton's a little bit stronger. I think you'd see a much more even matchup that time, this time around between those two teams. Totally agree. But I, I do want to shout out, we were talking Calder Trophy. Stuart Skinner in Edmonton? Second best odds. He's not going to win because Beniers is kind of have it, has it locked up. But Stuart Skinner, how about that year for that kid? You think that uh, oh, what's his uh, uh, Jack Campbell's going to come in and be that sort of finally that Edmonton has a goalie and the thing that Connor's wanted for years or almost a decade. Then you have a, a rookie come in and provide the stability that they need, and now he's starting the biggest games of the season. So Edmonton, I mean, they, they have become my favorite. I will say if you have Vegas as healthy as they can be, that gets dangerous. And it's like uh, I could see this playoffs becoming a uh, welcome back to the conversation Jack Eichel playoffs mm-hmm. because he's been playing well. I know he's banged up, but he's been playing well overall. And then look out for the young the young kids in L.A. and Seattle. Like, would you be surprised if if L.A. wins that series just in like a game seven fluke against Edmonton? Not at all. No. Not at all. Not at all. So it's just so interesting out west. There are a lot of fun. Like the, the first round of the playoffs is always fun because there's teams that aren't supposed to be there or are new on the scene versus the old guard. And like when when – Colorado plays Seattle, right? Or whoever wins the 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 best seed in the in the West plays Seattle. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, this is gonna be fun. Let's go to the East, though. My answer is the New York Rangers. I don't like saying it, but I think it's the Rangers. I think that team has the like. I think Toronto and and the Lightning beat each other up. I think whoever wins that series loses the next series. I don't think Carolina can score still. They they love to build their team with a nine guys making seven million bucks a year, but they can't score when they need to. And I just hate saying Boston because it, it's the best team of all time. And I said they were old and ripe for a uh, a playoff miss this year. If you go and you know what? Out September statistics don't. Statistics don't tell the whole story, but they also don't lie. 
straight to your face either. And what one team in the last 10 president's trophies winners have went on to win the Stanley cup. So mm-hmm. there, there's something to be said about, you know, being too hot going into the playoffs and not really facing that adversity. But it's hard for me to argue with your point about the New York Rangers. Just, you know, they're, listen, they're older, they're past their prime. But when you are toting out Vladimir Tarasenko and Patrick Kane, in addition to everything you have there, and Panarin and Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. You, you think New York is old and past their prime? No, Patrick Kane and Vladimir oh, Tarasenko. okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. They're older. Yeah. Past their prime years. Yes. Um, but it. when you can add those two guys to Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin, Chris Kreider, that kid line, you know, the blue line they have with Adam Fox and Keandre Miller and Jacob Drew like, I just think that if they're, if they can get hot and get clicking, I don't think anybody could stop them because Patrick Kane is still good for, you know, X amount of points in a short game stretch. He's more of a sprinter at this point in his career than a, than a marathon man with his hip. If he can just get it going for like two or three nights in a row. Totally. Like he's deadly. Vladimir Tarasenko's looked like the better of the two since joining the New York Rangers. Tarasenko looks like a guy who's a little bit more motivated playing in New York. It just, I think with them, it's still not clicking like it should, like you would expect from the name and the talent pool that's on that roster. But if they can get it going at the right time, say they get past the first round, they can get go, get it starting to go in the second round, at, you know, not go to seven games back-to-back like they did last year, I think they, they could be in a great spot. And you can't show me a better power play out there. At or least a better on, goaltender. At least on paper. And if Shesterkin gets to last year's Shesterkin at all, or playoff Shesterkin, whatever you want to call it, he only needs to get hot for two months, month and a half. But let's not forget, Shesterkin sucked in the first round against Pittsburgh. He was pulled like three times. There you go. You know, he, he was god-awful in games three through five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can play with the screws a little bit, and I know you can't see, Brett can see him, tightening the screws a little bit. If you can tighten it up and get that momentum going for that club, I find it hard to stop them. I find it hard to stop Boston. There's a lot of teams I could see at the top half, that upper echelon of the East, whereas the West, I think that that team can come from anywhere. I mean, one through eight. Yeah. East, I, I think the better teams are the better teams. Like, I, I don't know. We could talk about the wild card race, but I don't know if I see Pittsburgh or Florida or the Islanders making that run. I think they're there to be fed to the Wolves. They are the sacrificial lambs of the Eastern Conference. I think the top teams, the cream, will rise to the top, as Macho Man Randy Savage once said. Um, and, you know, I think that the good teams will be good in the East. You know where the cream also rises to the top, NRD, and that's like the best sellers page on maybe a Shopify website that you design. Hell yeah. Cha-ching. That's the sound of money brought to you by Shopify. So here's the deal with Shopify. They allow you to monetize your brand, your uh, insight, your creative ability, Anything you want to do when it comes to selling online, Shopify is your friend. They are the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. And whether you're selling jerseys, whether you're selling hats, whether you're selling t-shirts or sweaters, Shopify simplifies it. Uh, And you can focus on successfully growing your business instead of focusing on how to build uh, all the other shit. That's what Shopify does for you. They cover every sales channel from an in-person point of sale system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. It's also packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth. Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. 
And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support you every step of the way. Like I've been saying, NRD with Shopify, extremely easy. I have no formal coding experience. I have no website building experience. But Shopify allows me to design and implement an entire store. If you go to washmedia.shop, you can see just that. Plus, they have a feature, like I mentioned before. Uh, they let you see a map in real time of where people are pinging your website from. That's pretty addicting when you're selling products. Seeing people all over the map just hopping on and saying, uh, oh, pretty cool. I'm going to buy some. So now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash stove all lowercase on the stove go to shopify.com slash stove to take your business to the next level today shopify.com slash stove uh did you see the, the situation last night in toronto nrd with the goaltender yeah the situation's gonna happen tonight as we're recording this in toronto as well and the situation that happened the other night in toronto they have no salary cap so they're playing uh they're basically fantasy camp Mystery goalies. second goaltender spot. Yep. Mystery goalies. And that, I believe, is because they signed Matthew Nice. And the NHL basically says, because you signed this guy, we're not allowing you to bring up an AHL goaltender on an emergency exception because you made that choice. Am I getting that correct? It's it's the exact same situation with the Rangers make the Patrick Kane deal when they were short on a roster after they made that Kane trade when Lindgren was still out. They wouldn't allow them to make any emergency call-ups because the league is basically saying you chose to acquire Patrick Kane, or in this case, Matty Nyes. You don't, you forgave, you're not an emergency. You wouldn't have been an emergency if, you know, you signed a luxury. Yes. An emergency is for emergencies, for a necessity. You forewent the necessity for a luxury in, in you know, I put that in air quotes. That's what the league is saying. And that's why, uh, that's why, like I said, it's fantasy camp. It's mystery goalie. Interesting stuff, because last night, uh, playing Florida, that was a ginormous game for, like, four teams, Buffalo included. Um, Toronto ends up winning that game. But if they didn't, you'd be, you'd be, there'd be some angry people today, in my opinion. Um, Eric Carlson, first defenseman to record 100 points since 1992. Can you name the last defenseman to score 100 points? One of the greatest American-born players of all time, Brian Leach. There he is, Brian Leach. Eric Carlson, sort of a, uh, I don't want to say a written-off player, but but man, did we did we not see this coming? Anything on Carlson? Uh, he was written off. I don't think he wrote back though. Shout oh, out to nice. Geno Smith. Geno Smith quote. Um, no, I, I guy I saw a stat last night. The guy put up less than a hundred points combined in his last three seasons, and then he becomes the first defenseman. To put up 100 points since Brian Leach, in, you know, 30 years ago. And not only does he do it, he does it on one of the worst NHL teams I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, you can look at that one of two ways, right? Like he is the entire offense. Any offense that they do provide runs to Eric Carlson or the team sucks. It's pretty impressive that he's doing that without any help, you know. It is. Uh, like literally no help at all. Um, and so... uh Congrats to Eric Carlson, and and hopefully he can ride out his ginormous contract happily ever after. 100 points. Congratulations. Uh, Connor Bedard, junior career over, question mark, with the Regina Pats as they lose in Game 7 last night. Uh, Probably 
the greatest junior career since Connor McDavid? Better, perhaps. Better, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. What's the what's his next steps? NRD. Uh, I think he's going to be in the draft this year. Yeah, I think he's going to be in the NHL draft. <laughs> That's probably. I think he's a top start. five pick. I think he's a top uh, five okay. pick. Okay. Um. Yeah. Somewhere in the top five. Yeah. Perhaps okay. one. Perhaps. Probably not two. Nah. Probably not three or four either. Um. Definitely not five. Perhaps number one. Mm, okay. Listen, Connor Bedard, he's going to be the number one, number one overall pick in the draft. It's a matter of just waiting till May to see where he ends up. I hope it's somewhere fun. I Me hope too. Montreal shoots up the draft board and gets him. Oh I hate gosh. to do that to you in the division. I hate to do oh that to gosh. you. I hope, you know, never listen, those lottery balls. You never know. Buffalo, maybe. Uh, can you uh, can you imagine if like, like if I, I just true... hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't end up in like Columbus. No offense to Columbus. Actually, all the offense to Columbus. I hope he doesn't end up in Columbus. He cannot, I hope he doesn't end up in San Jose. Cannot end up in Columbus, Philly. Excuse me, Arizona. He can definitely end up in Philly. Sorry, I can. I can feel the Flyers fans in my headphones right now. Arizona, San Jose, Columbus can't happen. Even Anaheim, I'd argue. Chicago, Montreal, Philly. Vancouver, kind of all in that. Washington, I mean, if they win the lottery, like, look out. I think Chicago's the spot. I really think Chicago has to be the spot. If you're the NHL, has to be the spot. Agree? Arizona slash Houston slash Austin slash wherever the fuck. Atlanta, perhaps. They should honestly, they should just Harlem Globetrotters it and just tour around. Well, we had the, uh, the the first the first traveling club of the NHL. There you go. This the discussion where it's like, should Bedard just hold out and just do something else? If he gets drafted to Columbus, like, is there? I mean, just go uh, back yeah. to juniors and play, and just put up like 150 goals in well, how about, 80 games. How about go to college? Can he do that? I mean, can you? I know you can go from college to juniors. Can you go from juniors to college in Canada because you're paid a stipend or whatever it is? I'm not sure you can. I'm not sure. So why does he go? Hopefully, like, we don't have to find out. Penn, Penn State. He's like, I don't want to play for Columbus. I'm going to go to Penn State and have the Pagulas pay me nil money. Like, what? Two million bucks a year? That's way more than nine fifty. Yeah, like, am I crazy there? I just don't think it. Like, he's not the kid that it's going to happen. Like, no. The, the Canadian Boys Club, right? Like, he's yeah. a good old Canadian boy. The, yeah, old, the last one to do that was Eric Lindros. I don't think he cares a whole lot about a, a difference of. A couple hundred thousand bucks. Yeah, like I, if it was any other kid, like we need, we need a kid to come in and be like, no, I'm not. We need like we needed the next era. How about Austin Matthews? Like if Austin Matthews of 2023 existed, I mean, does that not scream like a guy who some Arizona State booster would come be like, come play college hockey? I'll I'll pay you twice what the NHL can pay you for three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? And then you just let your draft rights lapse. And then go get paid by whoever. It's basically the baseball model. Yeah. And now that NIL exists, ooh, now now we're cooking NRD. Somebody's going to do it. I, somebody is going to do this. Or or because it won't happen, let's get out of La La Land here. It'll okay. be uh, it'll be October seventh, October eighth next year. Uh, now starting for your Columbus Blue Jackets, Connor Bedard, and the crowd goes mild. <sighs> the tens of them are on their feet. So. Double whammy. Come in NRD, not me, please. Uh, congrats to Quinnipiac, the Bobcats NRD, getting their uh, 
Definitely second. Didn't they get? Uh, they picked. It's like their third in a couple of years, right? Second in a couple of years. I think that's their first NCAA championship. No, they put. They picked up the. Uh, no, oh, they it is the, the runner. The runner up in 2016. They've been solid for a yes. while now. They've had some great players. Con- Connor Clifton. I mean, great Quinnipiac Bobcat. They've made the tournament. They've had some players, but they have yet. This was the first big one. This is the first time they brought home the Natty. Incredible. Four out of the last five years making the NCAA tournament. I mean, you don't think a Quinnipiac is a is a powerhouse obviously but man are they fun to watch does the, like I, if their head coach rand pecknold is his name i'd fucking sign him up man get him in the in the league somehow because that's just a team that comes out of nowhere and beats powerhouses after powerhouse and then minnesota this year being the latest example mm-hmm. ryan johnson watched the buffalo sabers um the Nashville Predators being sold for $880 million. Uh, not an NHL record because that still goes to the Pens from uh, two years ago, I guess. Uh, but what do you think of the Panthers, excuse me, the Predators being sold? Who's the buyer again? I think he's the former governor or. Former, yeah, Jimmy Haslam. Yeah, former governor. Good for the Predators. I don't think it changes anything by way of Barry Trotz. Um, I'm sure ownership was on board with that or new potential ownership was on board with that when sure. it went down. I think they're in a good spot, right? Like they're a team that they're still in the hunt after they sold off. The fans are always going to show up in Nashville. I mean, for it's similar to Vegas in that you would think that with the amount of distractions and attractions in Nashville and Vegas for that matter, that a hockey team wouldn't be the biggest draw, but it is because I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of pride in that city for that club as there is in Vegas. When you think about like, Nashville finally getting a professional sports team. It was the Titans and the Predators right around the same time. They take they take personal. It's like their baby, right? Like when these professional leagues chose their city for a club, the Predators, the NHL, and the Predators were the first club to be there. Similar to Vegas, they predated the, the Las Vegas Raiders. So it is strong. It's stronger than it'll ever be, in or it's stronger now, and it'll continue to get stronger um, in Nashville. Listen, they're in a good spot. Barry Trotz is a smart man. I wonder. I wonder how frisky they get in the off season. Curious they have too some to contracts see. they could shed, and then you know maybe maybe Barry Trotz has the green light from this new ownership. Let's let's go field another Stanley Cup contender. I don't hate that. Curious to see too where uh, what this does for the Ottawa Senators bids, if that price changes things or that multiple changes things as far as the bidding goes. Uh, by all accounts, Ryan Reynolds and his group still in the lead, but the Rock has entered the building. Let's cue his music. I don't we don't have a yeah, producer I, to do that, but that would be a perfect, perfect place to put it. If you smell there you what, go. What the Ottawa Senators are. I think we can we can workshop cooking. That. Okay. Nice. Um lastly before we get out of here, Tony D'Angelo can't stop getting scratched. Any uh, any thoughts on Tony D going up against uh, uh, our, our boy uh Tortorella? Stolen playing time. Oof. Stormed the Comcast building. Nice. Uh, <laughs> what should Tony D do? Hashtag stop the steal. <laughs> I heard the uh, I heard the New York Rangers district attorney is going to uh, indict Tony Angelo. Oh, Jesus. For, for crimes against defense. Nice. That's going to do it for the political segment on our podcast. <laughs> and the sure podcast itself. Sure, I made a lot of people happy with that one. <laughs> NRD, anything else before we bounce out of here? No, actually, uh, all joking aside, Tony D's not such a bad guy. Okay, um, and I'll leave it at that. He's not. He's not a bad dude. Okay, like personally, like right. I don't. I don't mind Tony D. Tony D's not a bad dude. Gotcha. Um, that's it for me. 
It's not it for us, I don't think, right? Sure We're isn't. not going anywhere. Sure isn't. Fuck no. Uh, that's NRD. NHL Rumors Daily on Twitter. He's not going anywhere. I am Brad Merriman at Schmerriman on Twitter, Instagram. Wherever you want to find me, we're Cold Stove Pod at Cold Stove Pod on both those platforms. Happy playoffs, NRD. See you next week when the uh, the brackets are set. And we can talk some uh, the best time of year, playoff hockey. There you go.